evening and welcome to Guys Guys Radio. This is your host, Robert Manny, welcoming you to the show. It is Wednesday, January 10th, 2018. Yep, it's 2018. Can't believe it, but it's here. And we've got a great show for this evening, a thought-provoking show that asks the question, would you like to be happy, healthy, and also wealthy? Uh, guest Karen Steele is the author of a new book called Church of Prophet C, a new trinity, happy, healthy, and wealthy. And uh, it's provocative. I've been reading through it uh, this week, and I've got some questions for Karen, and it's interesting. It has a financial foundation that we'll talk about that may be a little bit different than what you'd expect from a uh, church, but this is a church without walls. Let's see how it goes. Okay, what's going on out there? So this is Guys Guys Radio, and as Guys Guys Radio is a place where men and women can be at their best and everyone wins. So that's where we are. It all started with my novel, The Guys Guys Guide to Love, which is still out in the bookstores, some bookstores, and you can catch it on Amazon and any of the e-tailers. It's about two men in advertising competing for love, sex, power, and money. And out of that, I started my blog Robert at robertmanny.com. Life, Love, and the Pursuit of Happiness. And we've done close to 300 blog posts, everything having to do with life, love, and the pursuit of happiness. We take on aging, we take on wellness, we take on relationships, we take on sports, we take on celebrity. And it's growing and growing and growing. And the good news is, uh, recently, uh, your guy's guy, Robert Manny here, was invited to be a weekly columnist for the Good Men Project. So we're going to be starting that up uh, very shortly. We've got a new post that's going up there, I think, this week, maybe tomorrow. Um, And from there, we're going to be uh, submitting every week. So that's fantastic news for us. We continue to grow. And out of the blog came Guys Guys Radio. And uh, we started out just talking about relationships, and then we expanded it, uh, talking to different types of folks, different type of people, and um, now we're at a point where we have a lot of fantastic guests. We're at uh, podcast number 258 now, and uh, uh, we're growing and growing and uh, very happy about that. So let's talk a little bit about what's going on out there. Well, here in New York City, it's been very, very, very cold up until like a couple of days ago. And then the weather changed and uh, everything's fine now. Today it was uh, in the 40s and it felt like in the 80s compared to what we've had um, last week i have a place down the jersey shore and um, for the first time in 25 years the actual the pipes where the water comes into the house uh, froze so i had to have a plumber take care of that i was very concerned about pipes bursting under the under the ground and all of that but everything turned out fine um so happy about that and uh I had to leave the water dripping a little bit and running a little bit. So uh, still, it's still going, uh, but you have to leave a little bit of a stream. So what I think was dis, uh, disconcerting for a lot of folks is that the cold weather came so quickly that um, we weren't prepared for it. And it was really, really cold. Uh, there was snow and then really, really cold on top of that. And I, I guess, you know, everybody around the U.S. experienced that, except in, probably in California so uh, it really threw things uh, into a tizzy. So things are kind of back to normal, except here in New York City, there's just piles and piles and piles of bagged garbage lined up everywhere. Thank goodness it's not the summer. But uh, And Christmas trees, too, <laughs> along with it. They just have not gotten around. In fact, things have been so backed up that today there was these, uh, they usually send out these snow shoveling crews where I live in uh, West Harlem. And uh, they only got out here. Now it snowed a week ago. They only got out here, well, about six days ago, today. 
to uh, clean up the sidewalks and uh, the uh, crosswalks. So it's been really a mess. Uh, I know the guy who uh, downstairs on the corner who has his fruit stand, he was out of commission for about five days or so. And it was probably uh, devastating for him and his business. Today he was out there and he had some fresh fruit and stuff. But I also noticed going to the supermarket, they, a lot of the fresh produce wasn't there. We had ordered some uh, food from Amazon Prime and uh, Amazon Fresh rather, and uh, it didn't show up. And they said they had a computer problem and uh, they gave us a refund, uh, but just a complete disaster. This weather really threw uh, the whole country, I think, in for a real loop. So uh, we're digging our way out of that. Here we are. Yeah, so let's talk a little more about what's going on out there. We've got the NFL playoffs, kind of surprising. We don't have any in real glamour teams except for this, probably, I guess, the Steelers and the Patriots, but they have different games this weekend. And then uh, we have the championship games next week. And then we have the Super Bowl two weeks after that in Minnesota. And it very well could be that Minnesota becomes a first home team in a Super Bowl. So we'll see what happens with that. That could be very, very, very interesting. So we'll see what happens there. What else? Um, if you saw the Golden Globes over the weekend, the Golden Globes, uh, they had the uh, famous, uh, now famous Oprah coming out speech to be considered possible presidential candidate. It was very interesting. As I was watching it, I'm like, okay, she's, she's testing the water to run to, for president, uh, which is fine. I mean, she's, she's level-headed. And she, uh, you know, this is an age of celebrity and uh, our current president is a celebrity. So it'd be interesting to see if they knocked heads over it. So we'll see what happens. Of course, uh, all the backbiting came out the next day. I was reading about, oh, you know, she's uh, believes in voodoo science and, uh, you know, thoughts become things is ridiculous. And she supports the, the secret, the book, The Secret and Eckhart Tolle and just absolutely amazing. So uh, we'll see what happens, uh, see how much they can trash her before she decides that she's going to run. What else is happening? So uh, there's a lot of stuff I'm reading about, you know, things happening down in uh, Guantanamo Bay, all these secret, uh, supposedly there's a big kind of conservative conspiracy talking about people being arrested down there. And there's a lot going on behind the scenes in this country that we don't know about. And we don't know what's true and what's false. And it was interesting today. I saw our president, he, he allowed people to ask him a couple of reporters, to ask him a couple of questions after he had a little event with the president of Norway. And uh, somebody asked him about, you know, if, uh, will you sit down with Robert Mueller to, if he wants to interview you about the investigation? And he's like, there's no collusion. Uh, so I don't know if I'm going to be, I don't think I'm going to be doing that. And, uh, this, the colonial collusion is the Democrats with Russia and it's just, everything's kind of turned upside down. We don't know what the full story is, but obviously Robert Mueller is, uh, digging around. And, uh, I think that, uh, there is an investigation and I think Donald Trump is aware of that. So we'll, we'll see what happens if there's anything behind it or not, but they're going to have to get the results out there before, uh, within the next six months or so, because I think everybody's getting really antsy, but uh, it's a strange time in this country because it's so polarizing. People are either digging in their heels, supporting Trump, or so much thinking he's crazy and against him. We just don't know. And then you have things like the stock market's going through the roof and people, uh, then you have controversy on this tax cut and like what's going on with uh, North Korea. And, and now this, uh, 
deal for the DACA deal with immigration tied to a wall. And, uh, you know, as a guy's guy, I ask myself, do we really need a wall to keep people out? Because people can get in. It's not just a wall between Texas and the the U.S. Uh, People can go around through Louisiana, through Florida. They can fly in. And, and a lot of the illegal immigration is uh, is already here. So uh, we'll see what happens with that. But $40 billion, whatever, whatever they're talking about, seems like a lot of money to put up uh, some concrete there to keep people out. And who knows if, if it even works. But we'll see. People want border security. And I will agree that border security is... It's kind of a disaster because I don't think we enforce the policies we have. So you've got to do something. I think the answer is technology, that they can uh, manage uh, the borders a little bit better through technology. But um, I don't think it's our most pressing problem. I think it's a way of demonizing immigrants. And now they're going around. There's a big raid today at all 7-Eleven stores um, to try to catch illegal immigrants, these poor people who were just working the cash register or stocking the shelves at 7-Eleven. Like, I don't think they're the real problem with our country, frankly. I think we're supposed to welcome people. But, well, that's just me. So let's see what happens. I think the two big, big, big issues are net neutrality and Citizens United, but nobody ever talks about them. So let's talk about our uh, Guys Guy of the Week and our Anti-Guys Guy of the Week. So I'm going to let Oprah be our Guys Guy of the Week because she did have a rousing speech. And uh, there was a poll that came out today that said she would be Trump 48 to 38 percent, which is a pretty good margin. And uh, she said a lot of positive things. I think the point is that, and with the Golden Globes and going forward, that men have to listen and men have to stop abusing power to get things from women. It's to me, it's like mind boggling that when I was in the dating scene, you know, I ended up uh, ultimately with online dating. But prior to that, I'd have to go up into and you know in a bar or a club or a gym and hi, my name's Robert. Can I buy you a drink or whatever? You had to do things the old-fashioned way. And nowadays, uh, it seems like a lot of these guys who have powerful positions seem to, you know, they're either masturbating or pulling their pants down or whatever. And it's just, uh, why can't they just, okay, you're in a position of power. Why can't you still have a little bit of Elon, a little bit of class, a little bit of emotional intelligence? How about being a guy's guy and treating women respectfully? I think being a success you'd have a very good chance of getting a lot of dates with a lot of terrific women without having to like abuse your power. And th- that's a real issue. And I hope the backlash isn't against all men and young men. I think we have to be really careful about that. But I think men overall have to listen. And uh, w- women need to like let it all hang out now. Let's hear what you got to say. And let's, let's stop this nonsense, guys. It's ridiculous. So with that in mind, I'm also going to talk about an anti-guys guy of the week. And that's James Franco. Uh, James Franco, he's a great actor, and he won the uh, Golden Globe the other night for Best Actor in the uh, Disaster Artist, I think is the name of the movie. And then a lot of accusations came out about him uh, dating 17-year-olds. And then as a teacher, an acting teacher, having one of his students um, have to do work in the nude for like 100 bucks. And, um, you know, when you're in a position of power, and you insisting on stuff like that, um, it could be considered exploitive. And then another actress came out and said, you know, he was sit- sitting in the car with his pants down, basically, and um, trying to get her to help him out there. And uh, he was on Stephen Colbert the other night. And uh, it was unbelievable to see how his persona changed 
from talking about his award to when Colbert kind of blindsided him and brought up these issues and what's been going on, some of the tweets that have come out uh, really trashing Franco from these women. It's not been one. It's been about four, I think. And he just almost visibly shrunk in his seat. And uh, instead of vehemently denying it, which if you're innocent, you say, no way, this did not happen. But he wasn't denying it. He was basically, I'll paraphrase, saying that, you know, if he did some things that he shouldn't be done, then that has to be, he has to make up for that and blah, blah, blah. But he looked real uncomfortable and um, he looked guilty. And I'm not saying he was, but it didn't come across as like, no way, this is, this is wrong. He did say that uh, one of the accusers, uh, her, what she was saying wasn't accurate. It's not a real denial, though. And uh, he didn't have too much to say about the others. So I'm going to give old James Franco the anti-guys guy of the week award because uh, I just I think it's just symptomatic. These guys, they get this power and they start abusing it. And it's so unnecessary. It's so weak. And guys, we have to do a better job of that. Uh, you got to be a guy's guy. Today is no better time to be a guy. Uh, women are getting their long overdue recognition. Let's step it up. You know, they, they want, they want men to be men and in the, in the best way possible. A guy's guy's all about emotional intelligence. It's about casual confidence. He's about seductive integrity and he is integrity, timeless style, fun, a good friend, a good lover, a good companion. It's easy to do that. And if you're succeeding and things are going well and you need to, uh, you know, have fun with women. I'm sure it's pretty darn easy to uh, to get some dates without having to be so crude about it. I read about these guys being accused of masturbating in front of women and all this stuff like what is or raping and what is the problem? So anyhow, anti-guys guy of the week, James Franco, you're a great actor. I hope from this uh, experience that you step your game up and set a good example. So anyhow, we are going to take a very quick break at 716. And then we're going to bring on our special guest, Karen Steele, to Guys Guys Radio. Okay, we're back. And we're Guys Guys Radio. As I mentioned earlier, um, this is the place where men and women can be at their best and everyone wins. You can find uh, all of our podcasts of Guys Guys Radio are on Stitcher, iTunes, Blog Talk Radio, and TuneIn. If you want to help us out, go on to iTunes and rate, subscribe, review, what you hear. If you like us, let us know. If you have somebody you want us to interview, let us know. We're on podcast 258 this evening and we're excited about it. And uh, thank you so much for your support. So I'm going to, we're doing something a little bit different tonight. Um, Our guest, uh, Karen Steele, she has a book. It's called Church of Prophecy, New Trinity, Happy, Healthy, and Wealthy. And um, let me tell you a little bit about her before I bring her out. Um, she was born on Albert Einstein's birthday, baptized in her to her religious faith at the age of saved by the 12 step program in AA at the age of 30. And then she found her way to the mountaintop through the tenets of the Unity Church, A Course in Miracles and the teachings of Abraham. She's got a BSBA from the University of Phoenix in 1994, licensed to minister from Emmanuel Bible College in Macon, Georgia, and an M. PA from the University of Central Florida. It took her 20 years to manifest this book um, because she could not wrap her thoughts around a religion that financially rewarded its members 
for a growing church. Like many people, she was programmed to believe that the desire for wealth and the desire to know God were incompatible, but she managed to free herself from that. And I want to say, uh, which I've never said before on a show, is that I'm not, I, I want to hear from Karen, and she wrote to me, and I agreed to have her on the show, and I read the book, and I got a lot out of it. And then when I got to the financial model in the end, I had some questions. So I'm not endorsing the book or the work, but I want to give a platform and I invited Karen to the show. So I want to treat her well and let's, let's see what it's all about. So let's welcome our special guest, Karen Steele to guys, guys radio. Hello, Robert. Good evening. Thank you. Good Hello, evening. Karen. Hey, so let's start out right at the beginning. What was the, um, Tell us a little bit about um, what is the Church of Prophecia, and, and what does it stand for? Let's start out with an easy one. Well, since we have listening, um, listeners and not seeing this Church of Prophecy, uh, tell the listeners how it's spelled. It's spelled P-R-O-F-I-T-S-E-A. Yep. Uh, there, there is literally a sea of prophet all around us all the time. The way we tap into it and tune into it is is realize who we are. Okay, I am a minister, and I know from my heart and soul that every child born is the light of the world. There are seven hundred seven hundred fifty billion people on the planet, and every one of them are God, um, mm-hmm. expressing expressing, yes. and. The the love that I have for this vision has taken me a long time to to put it in a book because, like you said, you got to the end and all, all of a sudden we have an MLM church mm-hmm. um, making love manifest. I, I discovered 20 years ago that you could get rich by loving your neighbor, and that's just not in MLM. It's in anything, anything. You can get rich by just loving what you do. And there are so True. few people who love what they do. Most people are working for a paycheck or working for the weekend. And that's right. just not life. That's not living. Oh, I believe we're all here to express ourselves in the fullest, the fullest of joy. The new trinity for me, happy, healthy, and wealthy. That, it comes in that order. Um, my happiness comes from knowing who I am. It does not come from anywhere outside of me. Mm-hmm. And when I am totally in sync with that joy that I am, I am healthy. That's an automatic given. And that's being proven today over and over again in medical science and every other kind of science that okay. our mind determines what's going on in our bodies. And okay, happy, let's... healthy, and when you're happy and healthy, you are open to creative ideas, and to me, that's where wealth lies. It lies in our creative ideas, and they are plentiful. Let's talk about a little bit about what's your point of view on the, the laws of attraction uh, and how and that it's falls funny because you, Yeah, you were talking about Oprah Winfrey being the guy's guy this week. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oprah Winfrey did a whole big program yeah, more yeah. than one on the law of attraction she interviewed esther hicks who i have mm-hmm. been uh reading esther hicks's material for 10 years now um law of attraction is metaphysics it is it is 
regular quantum physics and many, many books by physicists have been written explaining uh, how we're not material beings. We are vibrational beings. The material is effect. We are cause and effect. Source energy is the cause. We are the effect. We're Mm -hmm. truly past tense, every one of us. We're constantly recreating ourselves every second. I agree. Unfortunately, most people are recreating old news. (laughs) That's true. I think a lot of people just have a Xerox copy each day of uh, the the day before, and they're whatever, who's ever... Maybe it's driven by our media and communication, but it's uh, there's a lot of fear in our society, and people are just uh, reacting. They were in a, in a reactive mode. Um, what are your point of view about that? And you talk about when you talk about vibration, you talk about in the book the vibrational set point that makes mm-hmm. that can make everyone a profit center. But let's hold the profit thing aside for a moment, and let's talk about just some of the bigger tenets. Vibrational set point. What do you mean by that? The vibrational set point is our habit of thought. If we, whatever we are thinking, it's sending out into the universe a vibration which the universe is matching. If mm-hmm. we have a vibration of, to me, one of the worst vibrations that, and I'm only speaking for myself, because I've only been really sick twice in my life. And both times, I know darn good and well, it was a vibration of guilt that put me down. Uh, it's just amazing. The, the negative energy that we put out, for me, guilt is the worst. Um, but people have fears. They have doubts, um, frustrations. It, it, this is a vibrational set point that we're putting out into the universe, and the universe is matching it with like things um it's cause and effect Mm -hmm. does that make sense yeah okay um how about um people and their perception of money um do you feel that uh there's too much anxiety when it comes to money that uh we're not uh using that vibrational set point properly when it comes to uh, how we view money, which, you know, to me is energy. Um, but it's when you have to pay your bills, a lot of people don't think of it that way. And a lot of people don't feel good about paying the bills. And I think we need to, but what's your point of view about, you know, how people need to perceive and relate to money and what actually is money in your point of view, Karen? Uh, money's only energy. That is all it is, and it it is just an effect, just like everything else. Uh, But depending on how you want to look at it, I know there's a lot of people out there working for a paycheck, and these people have something to lose. So they are not being their true, powerful selves because they're afraid of losing income. Mm -hmm. And I also... uh, relate this to relationships. I mean, there's a lot of people in relationships that are not being their true powerful selves because they're afraid if that true powerful self shows up, they will lose the person in their life that they love the most. 
um, is having something to lose is one of the one of the th- things that keeps us back. And money's the biggest bugaboo. People do lots of crazy things in order to keep money flowing into their experience. And for me, money's only energy. Um, the greatest gift anybody can give themselves is not to worry about money. Because when you aren't worrying about it, you're free. You're open yourself up for more of it. Uh, mm-hmm. um, you also talk about um, tithing. Uh, what's your point of view on that? I, I truly believe that it's the law of circulation. Um, oh, the law of circulation. Hoarders do not grow. Um, the whole purpose of our life here is growth. It's expansion. It's evolution. It's being more today than I was yesterday. It's all about growth. And the law of circulation is a powerful tool in that giving, 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 giving. And in my book, I'm very adamant about what to give to. I only give to things I want to see expand in the world. I don't give to anything that is putting things down. Okay, billions and billions of dollars going into cancer research, and it's not going away. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's, it's just things like that. I give to my church... Uh, because that's the new thought. That's the idea that I want to continue to continue to bless people with throughout the ages. Um, I love giving. I love paying my taxes, and nobody can believe that. I get so excited. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's January 1st. I get to do my taxes. And because I love giving, I love this country. I am the, the founding fathers of this country we're spiritual geniuses and i want to talk about now about the word spiritual i didn't like the word spiritual i used to call myself a spiritual being but now i call myself a vibrational being because too many put the connotation of good on spiritual when you say somebody's spiritual that means oh they're good well that's not we are not here good or bad this is this is just is we're here creating we're here have to have fun um, but I know a lot of spiritual people that are too spiritual to be rich, but I don't know any rich person who's too rich to be spiritual. True, and that's I, a great point. I am hoping, hoping that the people who really see the power of the Church of Prophecy and what it can do, it is changing the consciousness of mass consciousness um, to understand that rich people are very spiritual, very. <laughs> mm-hmm. They wouldn't have what they had if they weren't using the laws of the universe. And I'm, I'm venture to say most of them don't even realize they're using it, but they are. So uh, in uh, Chapter 5 of your book, you talk about kind of how, how it works. Um, Step one, I'm the creator of my own life experience. Step two, I recognize there's only one power. Talk about those uh, six steps and why, uh, well, actually, there's 12 steps, why these are so important 
and uh, you can highlight any of them that you'd like to. Well, that's funny because I wrote Chapter 5 as a direct counterpart to the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. And, you know, I said in in my book that I I Mm -hmm. did, I owe my life to the 12 steps of AA because it brought me to where I am today. Um, But just the 12 steps of AA, I liken to when I was a bartender, Mm -hmm. I was tending bar, I left, I was tending bar in Miami, and and I went to Atlanta for a couple of years. And when I came back to Miami, I think I was gone about three or four years, I went to this bar that I worked in, I used to work in before I left, and there were the same people sitting on the same bar stools talking about the same stuff. I mean, it blew my mind. Mm -hmm. And the 12 Steps is a lot like that. I was in AA for 11 years and I finally had to break away to grow. I had to break away to grow. It was just 1 through 12, 1 through 12, and nothing changed. Um, and I wrote this Chapter 5 in the, my book, uh, How It Works, as mm-hmm. a different way to look at who we are. And it's, that's what it's all about. It's who we are. Um, my fa- I mean, I have a lot of favorites. Um, step five, I share only what I want to see expand in the world. I don't talk about what's wrong with the world. I don't complain. I don't gripe. I just want to talk about what is right with the world. And when we do that, it expands. Mm-hmm. And that's the law. That is a universal law. How about, um, let's talk a little bit about your background. You studied the Course of Miracles, and that's a year-long program, and it's a pretty deep dive. I have not done it. I'm fascinated by it, though. Tell us how that uh, shaped some of your um, thinking and how, if any way, that kind of uh, inspired you was a springing off point for developing your Church of Prophecia. Is and, there it, any, and it was. Yes, because I went from the 12 steps of AA after immersing myself in that for over 10 years, and then I found Unity Church, and when I found Unity Church, I mean, I devoured every book in their bookstore, and I'm talking the Wayne Dyers, the Deepak Chopras, Mm -hmm. um, many, many great New Thought authors are in the bookstore at Unity Church. I devoured every one of those books, and then I found A Course in Miracles, and I spent... 10 years in A Course in Miracles. And that time was a, it was a nurturing, it was the seed had been planted and it was growing. Um, But just like the 12 steps of AA, I had to get past A Course in Miracles because A Course in Miracles does not give the physical world any credence whatsoever. The Course in Miracles deals in the absolute, uh, which is not the physical. And it's all about love. It's all about freedom. It's all about what I'm about. Um, But it just doesn't take it far enough. And that's when I found 
the law of attraction, uh, which was 10 years ago. <laughs> it's like 10 years, 10 years, 10 years. Okay, here I am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 10 is a magic number for me. But um, taking the teachings of Abraham was the extension. It's the logical extension of A Course in Miracles because I not only know now that everything is vibrational, nothing is real. It really isn't, except it is real because it is the reality that I give it. I am mm-hmm. creating it. All right. Listen, you've, you've devoted your life to uh, developing your spiritual side and reinventing yourself and you know, going through AA and A Course of Miracles, the 12-step program. Well, this is deep stuff, and I applaud you for that. And I applaud you for taking the time and writing this book. I, why, why, and I'm not asking this uh, to put you on a defensive, why did you want to focus for this book on, and it seems like the financial aspect of it. I mean, there's abundance and there's money and they are related, but they're not exactly the same thing. What, why was your focus on, there is a focus on money because the way the equation works in the latter half of the book is about, um, you know, is about finances. So, Talk to us about why, first, for right now, why, why did you want to focus on the money aspect of this as, a, as the driver, if you will? For the same reason um, that I'm still growing, and, and that was a real block in my life, is the belief that money and spirituality are not compatible. Mm-hmm. And, and this is a belief that has been ingrained in mass consciousness from our religious teachers going back thousands of years, you know. Um, and, and, and there was a time, there was a time before this great country was born uh, when the masses had to be kept down <laughs> because there just wasn't the knowledge. We're, we're evolving. We are evolving. But right now, what this book is all about is helping people understand that there are no limits. The only limitations that we have are what we put on ourselves. And everybody has a number in their head of how much they're worth. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I really want to help people recognize that and get over that and understand the abundance that's all around them. I mean, my mantra every day is, I live in an abundant universe that delights mm-hmm. in expressing mm-hmm. its limitless supply through me. Got it. Okay, so um, talk to us then for, the, for our audience, like, how does the program, the, the, you know, I'd say the four-fifths of the book is about some of your viewpoints and working with spiritual tenants and lessons, and then you get into uh, at the end of the book, towards the end of the book, here's how it works. So why don't you explain to, like, the payoff here. How does this work? How does the Church well, of Prophecy work? Yeah, the, the Church of Prophecy is about mentorship. Mentorship, not membership. And what I see the mentors doing is living the truth of who they are, being happy, healthy, and wealthy, and mentoring others as they come in to the fold and say, okay, I get it. I want to live it. I want to be the best I can be. No limits on my life from here on out. And I want to see people. The logo of the Church of Prophecy 
um, is, you know, with the red wavy lines and the blue star in yep. it. I love mm-hmm. it. Um, it's taken from a $50 bill. And the people I'm giving out my books to, I'm giving it $50 bill to use as a bookmark. And I'm mm-hmm. using $50 bills as bookmarks. And it's just because that doesn't matter. It, it's not about the money. It's about raising the consciousness, the financial consciousness of people. You know, okay. in, in churches they talk about abundance. I'm talking more about abundance. I'm talking about the physical, financial well-being that is your right. Okay, so basically, though, how it works is people uh, would uh, give hundred dollars a month, right? Yes, and try to get uh, and get twelve Which more. Which right people. now it's just play money, Robert. Right mm-hmm. now, nobody's well, giving any money to this church. It's play money. Um, uh, what They're I want giving people to do. I mean, are they giving? Well, hang on. Are they giving you money? No. Okay. Nobody's giving the church money. It's play money. I want people to be. I want people to want to become mentors. I want people to start living the abundant life, happy, healthy, and wealthy, and play money. If if you're attracting people who want to, you want to mentor who they want you to be their mentor. Everybody's going to keep track of their own. Um, one of these days, and I don't even know if it's going to be in my lifetime, um, I wrote this book so it would be here when I come back. You know, I happen to believe in reincarnation firmly, totally, completely, and I want this book to be here when I come back. Um, this is big. <laughs> this is big, and it's going to be really big. Um, in the next 100 years. Look how far we've gotten in the past 100 years. It was over 100 years ago when Max Planck said, you know, there's no such thing as matter. Everything's vibration. I get it, but part of the program that if if you're reading this book, I know you say it's play money, but each individual profit center will be 12 by 12, 12 across and 12 deep. There'll be a hundred dollar love offering required from each member of which $96 will be returned to the membership as a blessing, not a commission. So yeah. how, what, how is that? What do you mean? Is that that's play money? People don't, is money being exchanged here? No, I just want people to wrap their mind around it. I just want people to understand what is possible can you attract 12 people who you want to mentor? Can you be the type of person that somebody wants you to be their mentor? Um, it's 12 people. You can attract 12 people. And, and as I said in the book, it doesn't even have to be 12. I mean, if you attract two, who attract two, who attract two, by the time you get down to the 12th level, you're bringing in a hefty monthly income. Um, but that's... It's concept. It's concept. Mm -hmm. It's not real right now because I don't have the foundation in place to take it. Mm -hmm. Well, what's the end game? What's the, and it's not a game, but you know, what's the, what's the plan? If everybody's, is it about, hear me out here. Is it about the uh, changing of attitude and behavior and perspective in terms of what can be versus limiting yourself? So, you're working with money, but you're not actually submitting money. It's about what, what you can be and how to redefine yourself and how to redefine and 
uh, what is and how to attract what you want to attract by changing your thinking? Is that what this is about? Or yes. is this... and it is a game. Okay, okay. because it, you know there's, if... There's uh, a, go ahead. There's a book go ahead. called The Game of Life and How to Play It. It's a very, very powerful book, 100 years old also. Um, it, it's a game. This is a game. Think of it as a game of Monopoly, <laughs> except this is real life too. But we're supposed so to be how, having fun. How do the people, so when you're recruiting to, to, to mentor somebody, what, do you, what is your pitch in terms of what do you want them to be mentors of? Because just, you know, I went through the book, I read it, I read it quickly and I picked up, you know, the play money thing, but I'm like, okay, but there's money here involved in it. And I know that, you know, I would think that you've been asked about, you know, if no money's exchanged, there's no pyramid aspects to this, but I've got to think that in the back, you must have had consideration that people understandably could get the wrong idea here and think, well, okay, ultimately this comes down to, I kick in a hundred bucks a month and then I get 12 other people and they kick in 20, 12, a hundred bucks a month. And it's a typical, um, you know, uh, pyramid type, uh, uh, schematic. Did you have a concern about is. that? And that the vision that was given to me 20 years ago was just this vision. It's an MLM, a making love manifest. You can get rich by loving your neighbor. We do not recruit. There's no recruiting going on. We are living the dream. We're living it and attracting people who want to do the same. So do you have meetings? I mean, you, you, you say this is a church, there's no wall, so there's no physical there's no place wall. where you go. No. There's no money that exchanged. There's no recruiting. So how, how, how many members do you have? I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> because I'm not taking any money, but how many people are picking up this book and understanding what I'm talking about is true, so they go out and start living the principles Happy, healthy, and wealthy. Mm-hmm. Okay, and you understand why that I have to ask you these questions because for the clarity for our audience, because this is a new for what you're saying and describing now on the air. It's it's a it's a different type of concept, and what people are more familiar with is okay. You know, it's a hundred dollars a month. You know, twelve people, and then they get twelve people, and they get twelve people. People know what that is. But if there's nothing being exchanged and there's no keeping track of, uh, there's no recruiting and there's no church walls and there's, do you have a, is there a business? Is there an LLC or is just, just, you wrote this book to get this message out there and then people are going to do with it what they want. And hopefully they'll continue to spread the word and the vision that you've come up with. Yes. And, and there's, okay. there's no, it is a church of prophecy is a uh, registered trademark. It is a corporation. Um, yeah. So what are your, uh, so beyond, beyond the book and the message from the book, what else is there in the church of prophecy? It's a, it's a teaching ministry. It is, it is a prosperity ministry. Unlike anyone has ever seen before. Okay. Do you have meetings? Um, I'm, Starting them, yes. There's okay. uh, right now. I'm I'm working with um, Reverend Temple Hayes in St. Petersburg, Florida. She has uh, First Unity Spiritual Campus 
and I'm talking to her about uh, starting my training in her on her campus, which is all about educating people to new thought. Mm-hmm. Okay, I get it. And I'm, I'm all, listen, I, I, I have to ask you, I had to ask you the questions I asked because I think people are, I have to ask you the questions that the listeners are asking themselves. I have to, you know, they're, they're the people who uh, I have to, you know, I'm serving here and I want to get positive messages out there. And um, I just want to get to the bottom of what, what your mission mm-hmm. really is about. So uh, I hope you understand. So thank you. For of that. course. Uh, I, there's no questions that offend me. Um, okay. I'm, I'm here to answer any questions. I'm, some, okay. If people aren't ready for the answer, they aren't going to hear it anyway. <laughs> Got it. Right, right. All right. Um, if well, you go listen. to my website, happyhealthyandwealthy.com. Okay. Happyhealthyandwealthy.com. Let's go to my website. Okay, well, the, the, tell, the front page of that website. What, okay. Well, any, any other social media, here's your opportunity to tell our listeners, you know, where they can find you, if they want to learn more, uh, mm-hmm. where they can get the book and all that kind of stuff. Then do all that on my website. Happy, okay. healthy, and wealthy dot com. Um, I, there's there's a video on there on the front page of money just falling, flowing. Um, just watch that video and in the background play a meditation tape. Do it 15 minutes every morning. It'll change your consciousness. All right, that's worth considering. Well, listen, Karen, thank you very much for being our special guest on Guys Guys Radio. And thank you for being uh, understanding um, because I just, again, just wanted to be clear to people like what, what we get a new concept out there and it's built on what can be in abundance. We want to make sure that they know if there's any strings attached or how the whole thing works. So I think you gave a very uh, complete overview on everything and uh and thank you. I wish you the best with uh, the book. It's called The Church of Prophecia, A New Trinity, Happy, Healthy, Wealthy. I think we'd all like to do that. And um, it's been a pleasure having you as my guest on Guys Guys Radio. Thank you, Karen Steele. Thank you. Bye-bye now. Okay, take care. Okay, folks, uh, that was a very interesting conversation. We thank Karen. Again, her book is Church of Prophecy. Um, I hope you're with me on that because I had to ask some tough questions because it's just as a different, you know, when people are doing something a little bit different, you have to give them uh, an opportunity to articulate what it is they're all about. And um, when something sounds like it's in the pyramid area, I have to, I have to uh, drill down on that a little bit. So I thank you for understanding audience. So we're going to take a very quick break and I'm going to come back. I got a special, a special diet driven guys guys guide for this week and i think you're really going to like it so please hang in there i'll be right back okay we're back guys guys radio your host robert manny um as i mentioned i have a very special guys guys guide i usually like to do the guys guys guide based on something that i'm blogging about and i i did kind of a twofold blog last week and i believe i spoke about the first half of it which was a uh a uh, clearing and manifestation uh, exercise you could do at the beginning of a year uh, that I read about from uh, Bill Bill Phillips, who's a medium. So uh, I'm going to talk about part two, what I wrote about in my blog um, last week. It's actually up on the website now, robertmanny.com. And you can catch me on Twitter and Facebook and every place else. And please, uh, please hit me up. And please, if you can rate us in uh, on, on iTunes, but, I came up with a concept because over the years, I am a guy who really likes to stay in shape. 
And I like to have a good time also. And I like to eat and I like to drink now and then. And I like to have fun, but I like to stay in shape. And I've never really fallen, really fallen way out of shape in the last 30 years or so. I've run three marathons. I work out. I'm still running. Every once in a while, things happen in life where I had a couple of operations. I couldn't work out for a while. I got back at it. And what's interesting is I am in the same shape uh, I have been in for the last 30 years. I run the same amount. I work out the same amount. I do the same amount of push-ups. I feel fantastic. So I was like, I've tried so many different diets, and I've always come back to like kind of the weight where I am now. And uh, I said, I'm going to put myself uh, on a year-long program that takes kind of the best of what I've learned. So what I learned was uh, you really have to, if you don't want to yo-yo with your dieting, you have to stick with something. So you have to say, okay, identify kind of the culprits, things that you want to take out, add to that. So I decided for 2018 that I wasn't going to drink. And now I've done it twice uh, for five months, two different times. And uh, after I got through the first month, I didn't even think about it. So I knew I could do it. But the whole year, that's a different story. But I said, you know what? I really want to get the weight down to where I feel comfortable. So I want to knock off 15 to 20 pounds. Most people will say, you don't have to lose that much, but I want to. I know what weight I feel best at. So I decided step one is I'm going to quit drinking. I call this the guys, guys additive diet for lack of a better term right now. But what you do is I determined uh, before the year began, what's the biggest thing I wanted to give up. And I decided it was alcohol. So a couple of months before uh, January 1st, I already had seeded it in my consciousness that I, that was out as of January 1st. So I didn't have to go through some crazy sticker shock of like, okay, January 1st, I'm, I'm quitting alcohol uh, after uh, partying and not thinking about it on the 31st of December or New Year's Eve, even though I did have champagne on New Year's Eve, I had already determined that that was it. So I stopped. And then I decided, well, what if I took one item, I took a week to eliminate uh, another item on top of the alcohol. And I did that for 52 weeks. And I came up with this program. And so I started it. So week one, I quit alcohol. So that's it for the year. Week two, um, what happened during week one is I had the opportunity of determining, you know, was I wrestling with the not drinking type of thing that I have to go through a little bit of a, you know, detox because of that. And then it gave me going through that week time to decide, okay, what do I want to give up next? And I didn't want to go to something, one of my go-to things like pizza or something like that right away. I figured let's wait. So I picked cookies and, uh, figured, you know, you really don't get anything good from cookies except taste. So I'm like, okay, cookies. So week two, I've given up cookies. So now I haven't had cookies all week because my son likes chocolate chip cookies. So a lot of times if I walk them home and I pick them up late the day for, when it was after school, we'll have a cookie together. But now he gets the cookie and I don't. But that's fine. So for this week, it's cookies. Next week, maybe it's candy or something. I don't know. But they don't have to be monumental things that you add if you're going to do this for 52 weeks. But what it does is it takes the blow away a little bit the, uh, by, by only quitting one thing at a time, and it becomes additive. So I, I've forgotten about the alcohol because I'm focused on the cookies this week. Next week, it'll be something else, and I'll have forgotten about the cookies. Now, you have to be disciplined, of course, 
to do this. But at a certain point, probably about six weeks in, I'm going to see some amazing results that's going to motivate me to keep adding things and adding things and adding things. So that's the program. You just keep adding things that you want to eliminate. It's like addition by subtraction. I'm going to come up with a with a branded name for this diet. And I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to put something together with this because I think there's something there. There's another way to do it. If that's too severe, doing th- something once a week, you could do it every two weeks. Maybe that's the intermediate level. Maybe once a week is the expert level. And the third way would be one thing a month. And you have to go though. The key is make a resolution. Can you actually do a resolution for a whole year? Can you think about made a new year's resolution, whether it's adding something, taking something away, whatever, and kept it for an entire year. It's not easy. And most people, you forget about it by March. But I'm one of these crazy people who remembers what I gave up and I do my best to stick with it. Well, now I've got this program. I put my butt on the line and on the air saying I'm going to do it. So I'm going to do it. I'll be letting you guys know how it's going each week. So right now, alcohols and cookie, alcohol and cookies can't have them. And we'll see how it goes and we'll see how the weight goes. I haven't really weighed myself, so I'm not sure how I'm doing, but I'm feeling good. And I've been working out and I feel a little bit lighter. I feel a little tighter. And from not drinking, um, I'm definitely my mind is uh, clearer. That's for sure. So I'm feeling good and I like what I'm doing. So I'm going to keep at it. And uh, I instead of looking at it that I have to take something away, I'm actually looking at it as the positives all the positives I'm getting by eliminating the things that really aren't doing me any good. And I think that's also a key to success. You can't look at the negatives. What are you taking away? You got to look at the positives. What are you gaining? I'm feeling better. I'm looking better. I'm thinking better. So that's my guys, guys guide for the week. It's the guys, guys diet and it's addition by subtraction. So I'm going to call it that for now. The addition by subtract subtraction diet and we'll get more about that next week. Um, speaking of next week, we've got an author next week of children's books. Uh, Brent Feinberg, he and his wife are going to be on a call. So we're going to be talking to two of them. They put together some books for kids. Uh, my son is four. He went through the books. He liked them. And it'll be the first time we be, we'll be interviewing a children's author on Guys Guys Radio. And uh, I'm excited about that. And one of the things we want to do is kind of expand the club this year on Guys Guys Radio and make sure we get a lot of different types of guests with a lot of different types of messages. We've got relationship experts. We've gotten comedians. We've gotten all different types of people. We had, you know, Karen Steele tonight. And um, my job is to put this information and these people out there, give them a little bit of a platform, ask them the questions they need to be asked, and then let you, the audience, decide Hey, you interested in what they're uh, talking about or, or you're not buying it? And it's up to you. I'm just t- doing my best to filter through, qualify these folks and bring you the best guests uh, possible, as well as add some of my guys, guys uh, input into it. So I thank you so much for being with me again on Guys Guys Radio. And I'll look forward to seeing you, speaking with you at least next week. And uh, you can always give us a call. Uh, I'll post a number and catch me on Facebook and Twitter, Instagram. In the meantime, and my blog at robertmanny.com and also on the Good Men Project, as I will now be a weekly columnist. So like I always like to say at the end of the show, guys, guys, finish first. <laughs>